Welcome and good morning. Such is the nature of life that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to appear. You are that opportunity and so am I and so it is. Welcome everyone to CSL Midtown broadcasting to you this morning from Atlanta, Georgia. We are so glad that you have joined us today. We welcome all people, no matter who you are and where you are in your life. Our center reflects the beautiful, diverse tapestry of life that is everywhere present. So we welcome you, whoever you are and whatever path brought you to be here today. We know that you are an individualized expression of the divine life in which we all live. You are welcome to participate here today and to become part of this community in whatever way serves you. For a better understanding of who we are and what we teach, listen now to our Declaration of Principles as written by our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes. I believe. I believe. I believe in one God. One absolute power and first cause to all things. I believe that this power is perfect love. And creates out of a desire to express love. I believe all thought is creative and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. I believe in the unity of all life. And the immortality of the individual soul. Forever unfolding. I believe. I believe. I believe in the eternal goodness. The eternal goodness of God. The eternal loving kindness. And the eternal givingness of God to all. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. My name is Judy Ailey, and I am the moderator and practitioner for today's service. This morning, we have a fabulous guest speaker, and I'll be talking more about that later. But today, we are continuing with our monthly December theme of living as wholeness. As I was thinking about this theme, my thoughts and ideas came back to the idea of oneness. In this teaching, we know that there is only one presence and one power, and we know that this is a power for good. We know that we are living in its presence all of the time. The thing that can be challenging is the fact that on the physical level, there is a very strong appearance of separation and fragmentation. It appears that we as people are separate from each other. It appears that events and ideas sometimes come out of this separateness, and ultimately, we feel separate from God. But in truth, we know that we are never separated from God, and that this is an illusion. The separateness from others is an illusion. So we endeavor to move beyond this illusion into an experience of oneness an experience of being part of the wholeness and unity that we call God. Well, how do we do this? I know that we're going to be hearing a lot more about this in today's talk, but here are a few ideas to get us started. First, know that no matter what the appearance of a thing or a person or a situation is, know that somewhere in it, behind it, through it, under it, around it, that there is some good to be found. 
and look for that good and say to yourself, even in this, I find the presence of God or of good. Another way to move ourselves out of the illusion of separation into an experience of wholeness is to take quiet time, whether you call it meditation, prayer, or whatever, but take time to allow yourself to be quiet and simply listen and know the truth of your wholeness. And finally, especially this time of year, but really any, any time of year, look for those moments of wholeness. Whether it is in a conversation that you're having with someone, or perhaps it is an idea that comes to you that somehow feels inspired. I sometimes think of these as magic moments. And if we start to look for them, we see them all around us all the time. The gift of oneness and wholeness has already been given to us. So I hope that you will take this time to know the truth about this and to notice it in the moments of your life. I'd like to lead us now in a spiritual mind treatment, which will be followed by music for reflection. As I offer these words in the first person, please accept this treatment for yourself. Allow yourself to become comfortable wherever you are sitting. If you feel like closing your eyes, taking a couple of nice, slow, deep breaths, just to allow your attention and your focus to come to this moment, this particular moment of time that we are joined together wherever we are. And as we do this, I just take this moment, and please accept this for yourself, to know that there is only one power, there is only one presence, there is only one life, and this life is everywhere. I move and exist and have my being in this spiritual presence, in this goodness, in this love. I know that I am absolutely immersed in and filled with this power, filled with this presence, with this intelligence, with this goodness of every kind. I am one with it and wholly unified with it. And therefore, I know that my life is an outpicturing of good of every kind, of vibrant health, of love, of opulent abundance, of peace, of vibrant new ideas, of abundance of every kind. And as I know this, I just take time to allow myself, my real self, to absorb this and to know that this is the truth of who I am. No matter what the appearance of other things may be. I know that I live in this universe that is fully functioning always, that this presence and this power attends to my needs, that it only desires the best for me, and that its gift of life is already given and that I accept for myself this goodness in my life. I know that today my experience here at CSL Midtown is one of good and that I hear something today and I am able to absorb 
that which is taught at a deeper and more profound level that brings me more into a more clear place of understanding the truth of who I am, of understanding my wholeness. I know that as I move about through my life and through my day and through my week, that life unfolds beautifully, that I take the time to recognize this power, recognize this presence of love in every situation, in every person that I meet. And I bring this presence and this power to the people I meet and the situations that I am in. I turn away from any idea of struggle and strain, of lack or limitation, or belief that there's anything that opposes me. Instead, I just sink into the knowledge and the belief and the expectation of knowing that there is only one. There is only one whole presence, one united, beautiful power for good, and that this presence fills me right now in my life. So I'm grateful for this knowing. I am grateful for the love that I feel. And I know that all is well. So I release this treatment now, knowing that it is so, and so it is. Every step is holy. I've, I want to introduce our speaker now. And I first met Kath at the Atlanta Church of Religious Science back in the day. She was also a student of Dr. Kennedy Schultz at the time. And Kath went on to become Reverend Kath De Palma, and she was a former co-director of the Central Florida Center for Spiritual Living that was in Orlando. And she and her husband, John, served there as co-directors for 26 years. She's also the author of three books. First is, I Can Do This Thing Called Life and So Can You. And then Energize Your Creative Superpowers, Seven Ways to Spiritual Fitness. And soon to be released, I Do My Best Work Behind the Scenes. Currently, she is an interim minister for Centers for Spiritual Living, helping communities move through transition and transformation, which is exactly where our spiritual community is right now. She recently finished a one and a half year interim position with CSL Prescott, Arizona. And before that, she had done that same work in a host of other CSL centers. Currently, she lives in Seattle with her husband, enjoying her family and the great Northwest. So please help me welcome the wonderful Reverend Kath De Palma. Thank you, Judy. And it's so great to be with all of you. Um, Judy, I have appreciated all of your work through the years. Um, so it's just so wonderful that you get to um you get to introduce me today. And uh, so Atlanta will always have a special place in my heart because this is where it all began for me. So today we are, I'm here with you and um, it's almost the winter solstice, which is a very, very special time of year. Um, you know, the darkest part of the year, the shortest daylight, uh, longest nights, you know, less light means less distractions, less, you know, from the outside world, um, more quiet time, more time to go within. And throughout the ages, the, you know, many cultures and civilizations and, you know, uh, celebrated this time as a time of rebirth, 
renewal, and the beginning of our return to light uh, uh, on our journey around the sun. And of course, we're talking about more wholeness. You can't get enough about wholeness, that's for sure. And what a perfect time for these both to come together, the winter solstice with the with this idea, this month on wholeness. Wholeness. Wholeness is entirety versus partialness or incompleteness. And when we think of ourselves as merely physical beings, we are thinking of ourselves as only a part of who we really are. Spirit is complete. It is fullness. It is wholeness. And so being one with spirit, being of spirit, means that we were created out of this same perfection, therefore making us whole too. So at the core of our beings, this is our truth as individualized centers of God perfection. How does that feel? How would it be, what would it be like to know ourselves and to live from that place? Mm. How would we see the world, which often looks wild and crazy, out of control, if we really knew the world was whole? Not just a part of what is what really is. Everyone, everyone was whole. Not just, just, not just a part. Unless we are seeing it from a deeper, richer place within ourselves, us, as we see it from the, the deeper, richer place within ourselves. If we can't do that, we can't see the ultimate reality, even though it is here, even though it surrounds us, it's all around us. We are immersed in it. We have been so conditioned to think that reality is only what we see. If that is what we believe, then of course we're going to see less than, not enough, not good enough, because the allness of who we are is not in the equation. We're going to feel less than, not enough, not good enough. If we see and feel that, then our demonstrations, our outcomes are going to reflect that too. It's a bit of a trap and we all fall into it and we're, we're working on it. It's not so easy. It's hard to believe that no matter what, we are more than we appear to be. Our ability to see ourselves as whole opens wide the doors of perception, allowing us to see the, rea the greater reality, to see the world and those around us as whole too. That requires a different orientation altogether than the way most of us were brought up. Last month, I had a sweet, sweet visit uh, to Wisconsin where my daughter and her family live. And our twin granddaughters, uh, just turned seven. They were so much fun to be with. I, I, I don't, I don't think I've laughed that hard in a long time. They hanging around all of that energy and that love and excitement was intoxicating. On the other hand, it was harder to be present with their father and his son. And earlier that day, I, you know, uh, witnessed um, their dad. Uh, having a big blowout argument with his son, his uh, tween. He's a preteen uh, son. 
And uh, after dinner uh, that night, uh, after the girls left the room, the father shared a difficult time with his son where he was talking back to his dad and his he was severely physically abused uh, for standing up for himself and talking back to him. Uh, his confession revealed that that part of him that was good, that part of him that wanted more. And just because he had trauma with a capital T does not in any way affect his wholeness. Wholeness is who he is, no matter whether it's showing or not. He may be operating from the reality that his physical self is, you know, uh, is the only thing that he has to work with or that he's a victim. But even so, his spirit isn't diminished at all by his worldly experience. It remains. In our seven and a half years of uh, being together, I never heard this part of his story before. And that explains some things to me about him. You know, I started off, it was hard for me not to go in judgment earlier in the day. And as I listened, my heart opened. I felt more love and compassion for both of them for the difficult path that they are on together. And I knew that spirit was doing its work, its beautiful work with us all. Showing our vulnerability requires courage and is a huge step on the way to healing. So I felt honored and privileged that he shared such an intimate part of himself in my presence. And I acknowledge them both for having the courage to have such a conversation. Each generation is trying to do it better. You know, all there really is, is love and light within us shining through to the degree that we clean up some of our own shadows, those unhealthy beliefs that we brought into or we bought into as we went through life that trigger us and cause us to respond in ways that we regret. And that night reminded me about how much the human race lives with on a daily basis, year after year, operating on very little support from the outside world. Yet inside there are infinite resources but we have to know they are there before we can take advantage of them. And people are at all different places with their personal and spiritual maturity. I like how Richard Rohr, a Franciscan priest, author of The Universal Christ, explains there are four worldviews when it comes to spirituality. And the first one is the material world worldview where we see what we see is the ultimate real world. So everything we see is it. This is as, this is as good as it gets. That's the real world. That's the material worldview. The spiritual worldview recognizes that there is spirit, consciousness, an invisible world behind all forms. That's the spiritual worldview. The priestly worldview 
assumes that there are two separate worlds needing to be put back together. And that's what priests and ministers and gurus are trying to help people with. And then the fourth is the incarnational worldview understands and sees that matter and spirit have always been together. There's never been a separation. And so, you know, we're, you can see where if there are four different worldviews going on, there's going to be a lot of different reactions and there's going to be a lot of different uh, ways of approaching life. And, you know, you wonder why the world is like it is. Well, you know, this is a, uh, this is a, a viewpoint that I think is valid. Uh, it's another way of seeing things that makes things interesting. And it also helps us to understand the dynamics that we're working with. So that incarnational worldview that the, the oneness is, in other words, wholeness, operating from that place. And that's where we want to be. And there's nothing wrong with the other worldviews. It just happens to be where people are at in their process. They're not wrong. It's a, it's a process. And that's where they happen to be. So all of the fighting and, you know, divisiveness and the divisions about religion throughout history that still exists today, all of that is like camouflage. It's all like a substitution for the longing that we have for an in-depth relationship and experience of God, of the infinite, of the divine. It's all, we all want it. That's what we crave. We all crave. That's at the heart of everything that we do, even though it looks very convoluted much of the time. So we came here for more. It takes time and practice to get to the point of seeing spirit in everyone and everything. And when we can see the wholeness in the beggar on the street, in the politician, in our families, as we get into the holidays and maybe mix and mingle a little bit more with our families, in ourselves, as we do that, and when the more that we can do that, then we are really making a difference in the world. That's the, that's the real work. That's what we're here to do. Big job, huh? Imagine spirit, life, having so much love and wisdom to impart on its creations, waiting for them to get up to speed, so to speak, with their own selves. Just imagine that. The gift as Judy said earlier, has already been given, but we have not been able and ready to receive it up until this point. Spirit waits for the perfect opening, the, the right and perfect situation, conditions, timing, the perfect moment of readiness. It created this being that was anticipated, predicted, but has hasn't shown up yet. A consciousness that could take the gift on and really do something with it. That's what we're talking about. 
So with that in mind, I would like this morning in the tradition of Dr. Kennedy Schultz, uh, the original founder of the Atlanta Centers, who used to read us a Christmas story at this time of year, I would like to read a poem written by Ernest Holmes. So I'd like you to just take, take a moment, relax, get comfortable, close your eyes if it's comfortable, and just take this in. Asleep in the heart of cosmic love, unborn, universal, potential, the Christ child lay, and the great mother soul brooding over her unborn child conceived it in the stillness of her universal nature, imparting to it her own being. Born into time and experience, unnoticed, unseen, yet alive and aware, the Christ child incarnated in human form, taking the likeness of men and women, yet giving no sign of its presence, waiting with utmost patience and love, the revelation that should disclose itself and proclaim the reign of peace. Many ages passed and vanished in the long yesterdays of time, and still the Christ child waited. Nations appeared and disappeared, but the universal wholeness cannot be forever subjected, nor cosmic love be kept from human form. That which was given must be revealed. The seed of perfection must burst. The shoots of heavenly planting must break the cords that bind, fanning the human into a blaze divine. And so the long appointed day arrived. A voice from out of the stillness spoke, this is my beloved. Let the earth be still in their presence. Let the beasts of the wild in the field, the birds of the air and all living creatures be still. Let the hosts of heaven sing praises and let deep cry unto deep. Then spoke the child, I am come to bring peace. I am the child of joy and to all who will, I give life. I am formed of happiness. I am come from the eternal stillness. Quietness and confidence are mine. In the heart of the Father, I have lived forever. O nations and all people, look unto me and be saved. Behold my face shining as the sun and my feet shod with righteousness. In my left hand are the riches and honor, and in my right peace forevermore. All that I am and all that I have, I give. And so the long appointed day arrived when you were born. A voice from out of the stillness spoke, this is my beloved. Let the earth be still in their presence. 
Let the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and all living creatures be still. Let the hosts of heaven sing praises, and let deep cry unto deep. And thus spoke you. I am come to bring peace. I am the child of joy, and to all who will I give life. I am formed of happiness. I am come from the eternal stillness. Quietness and confidence are mine. In the heart of the Father, I have lived forever. O nations and all people, look unto me and be saved. Behold my face shining as the sun and my feet shod with righteousness. In my left hand are riches and honor, and in my right peace forevermore. All that I am, all that I have, I give. That's who we are. We are the beloved ones. Each one of us comes in from that place. Each one of us comes into the world from that place as the beloved ones. We yearn to know ourselves for who we really are. If we see the holidays as a very special time, Instead of meaningless or going through the motions to just get through them, we can use them as a time for us to contemplate, to be in nature, to write, to meditate, listen, go deeper within the vastness of our own selves. This is a prime opportunity for while everybody is focused on taking time off or being with family, giving gifts, slowing down, to really focus on loving yourself. What a, what a gift. There's not a better gift that we can give ourselves. So I invite you to take some time, have the courage to go inside yourself and see the magnificence that you are. How will the up, upcoming year be different if you do this? How will it make a difference? I think it will make a big difference. Remember, there is that within you that is pure, that is invincible, untainted spirit. There is, you have more power over situations and circumstances in your life than you know, and you have more support than you think. Almost a hundred years ago now, when the, the Science of Mind textbook was first published, Dr. Holmes wrote, never before was there such an inquiry into the hidden meaning of things, never such a searching after God and reality. Well, that is true more now than ever. We see it everywhere. And yet this unmet need cannot be satisfied until we make the great discovery for ourselves that spirit is not some entity outside 
some outside entity, but rather spirit is that indwelling presence in us, as us, through us, around us. And this is why you are here as a community, to be a safe resource for individuals who are ready to take the next steps in getting to know their true selves. That is the beautiful work that you are called to do. You are all beautiful expressions of the one that wants to express itself in new and wondrous and relevant ways to today's people. So you have a great opportunity before you being in this interim time. The world needs you. There is a place for you. You are the ones. All there is is love. Namaste. Thank you, Reverend Kath. What an amazing talk and insight that we got this morning with that. And as um, we do every week, we, we have the opportunity to give, but especially this time of year with this transition we're moving through, we appreciate all your gifts to us. And as you are thinking of us, think of this. Donate online at cslmidtown.org slash donate or scan the QR code, it'll take you right to the donation site. And if you will, say with me our affirmation of prosperity. I live in a universe of abundance. As I freely and joyfully give, I join in the divine flow, and all that I share with life returns to me multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And so there's a couple of announcements. We are online the next two Sundays. In fact, next, next, so Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, we will be here online. And um, Reverend Cynthia Paulson will be our speaker next week. We look forward to seeing her again. It's been a little while. Um, we love Reverend Cynthia. And so think about what you've got to give um, as you're thinking about this. There's huge opportunity here for us to grow invent reinvent the center that we all love and support um, being here every week and um, if you're wanting to if you're online on another platform other than zoom you can join us over in zoom for a discussion with reverend kath after this so um, get ready to, to hop over there once the service ends here um, and if you would we've got our affirmation of life which is, I leave this place now knowing something better than I knew before. I go forth into the world with a heart full of love and a mind full of good sense. I look at the world in a greater way, knowing that I have within me everything I need to create the life I desire. I give thanks for this understanding, and I am grateful for the spirit of life that lives through me. And so it is. <laughs> 